everybody. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode 464. Can we just dive right into it like I normally do? Of course, we can. Great. You know, I was scrolling through my phone, the same phone I'm recording this podcast on because I'm not home. <laughs> and and every time I scroll through, the, through these these things, all I see is a bunch of self-help stuff. And a lot of it is a bunch of crap. You know what I mean? Because when you get to a certain age, you've lived long enough. I'm 54 years old. I've lived enough life where I can literally look at somebody talking about these things and realize what stuff is bull crap and what stuff is not. Okay. Your BS detector becomes very, very, very refined as you get older. You notice how your grandparents or your aunts or your uncles or your parents, once they get to a certain age, as soon as you start lying, they're looking at you like, I'm just going to let you finish that crap that's coming out of your mouth. Then I'm going to roast you up and punish you. Right. If you're a kid and your parents, you know, your parents are like in their 40s and you're, you're lying and they're looking at you like, you got to be kidding me. I'm insulted that you think I'm dumb enough to fall for that. Now, I'm not a parent, but I'm a fantastic uncle and a great older cousin. And I have cared for younger relatives and they've been in my house and lived with me for, you know, for periods of time. And I'm telling you, it's really weird. It's like a superpower. Once you get to a certain age, when younger people start lying their behinds off, you can just smell the cow droppings. And I'm one of those people that'll let you finish the whole lie out because I know you're struggling to keep the story going. I know I write stories and I perform so I can, it's, it's like when you're a performer and you're writing, you're doing, and you do several characters in your act and all that kind of stuff. You have the ability to think like multiple people and have them converse in your head so you can perform that for the, for the audience. Like you guys, if you listen to my podcast, a lot of times it's a bunch of people talking to each other at the same time. I can do that. I've been doing that for years. So I have the ability to connect dots ridiculously quickly. So when you're lying to me, I can hear all the inconsistencies that you forgot you left. I see the breadcrumbs and these little lying sacks of crap. By the way, I love them. They're all adults now. These little pieces of crap. They're not pieces of crap. I'm just saying that to make a point. They're lying to me, right? And I'm looking at them. And at some point they look at me and they see the look on cousin or uncle S's face. And they're like, he's not buying it. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. And guess what else I'm not buying? That ice cream we were going to go to because you lied, right? You can smell the lies. And as you get older, you can smell the BS. So when I see the self-help stuff, I can tell the stuff that's actually truth and the stuff that's not. And as you get older, you'll be able to do the same thing, right? But I think the reason that many, many people fall for these things is that there is a lot of truth thrown in there. The best way to fool somebody is to sprinkle in just enough truth to make it sound right and then throw the BS on top of it, right? You hear things like, you are the sum of the five people you're around the most. That is true for the most part, right? Because if you think about it, if all of your friends are knuckleheads and you're hanging around with knuckleheads, you may not be a complete knucklehead, but you're a partial knucklehead, right? 
people get people get upset when they think when their significant other, like say your wife or your girlfriend, doesn't want you to hang around with a bunch of dudes that are all cheating or they're whoremongers. She doesn't want you around them. Why? Because she knows the more you're around those guys, the more that behavior becomes acceptable. And at some point, at some point, you may, you may, because it's becoming more acceptable to you, you may partake in some other woman's scrumptious, delicious buttocks with your genitalia. There's a chance. I've never cheated on a woman in my life. I'm 54 years old. I've been in several relationships, several long-term relationships. I've lived with women. I am in show business. And when I was younger, I was kind of cute and I was in pretty good shape. And I knew how to give women that good deep business so good they think it's Christmas. Right? And still do, by the way. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back and now patting my genitals. <laughs> I should not have said that. Moving on. Don't judge me. Shut up. Back to the story. Right? So, <laughs> they don't want you around those people. And like I said, I've never cheated. But I was around a bunch of dudes who were just going, jumping on top of women like they were bees on top of a flower, pollinating all over the place. And I was offended when the girls I would date or live with at the time thought I was doing something because I was around those dudes. But then out of respect, I had to distance myself from those dudes because I knew them because there was some lady who was mad at me because I was around a bunch of dudes jumping on top of women. And then as I got to know her friends, I realized her friends didn't wear underwear, not because it was a fashion choice, but because it saved time. Yeah, I said it. What she didn't know and what they didn't know was those, me, the person who didn't cheating, and she didn't cheat either. Well, most of them didn't cheat. All but, all but about, like, I think like two cheated, but the rest didn't. Um, but her friends, how can I put this? She, <laughs> it was one girlfriend, and I came, I, I talked about uh, probably this podcast. I, I came into, I, I had a, a key to her house, and she gave me the key because I was, she was closer to the club that I was working on at the time. So she said, just take the key. You know, I don't feel like you calling. Cause at the time there were no, you know, people didn't have answering machines like that and all that kind of crap, you know, and she was never going to check in. She says, look, here's the key. Just, you know what I'm going to be there. Just show up. So one time I show up at the house and I'm, a, I show up at her place and I'm, I, I came over there basically. Let's, let's be honest. I was going to go over there, give her that good deep business. So good. She thinks it was Christmas about two or three times and then go do some comedy hang out with my friends and then come back and two or three more times, give it a good deep business. So good. She thinks it's Christmas. I was young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patting myself on the back and the jet. Never mind. Mind your business. Shut up. Anyway, I show up at the house and she's on the phone talking to her girlfriends. And I'm, she's starting to get into details about, you know, you know, the, you, you understand what I'm saying? And at first I was, I was offended, but I can't believe she's sharing details. And then I started paying attention to what she was saying. And that crap was very complimentary. And I was like, ha. and then she heard me walking. And I said, I got to end the phone call and in the back of my mind. I'm like, nah, I'll keep talking about <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> Wish I could have recorded it. <laughs> very complimentary <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> patting myself on the back and now the Jenna never mind mind your business shut up don't judge me back to the story right but the bad thing about that was 
her friends were not in relationships, right? Her friends weren't in relationships. And she kept telling them what she was getting. She essentially was just telling two ladies that were starving to death that she had just found a five-star restaurant that was able to serve five-star meals on demand and endlessly. Yes, she did. So what do you think her friends did every opportunity that they had? You're damn right. I would be at the spot. She would run. I say, I'll go to the store with you. And she's there. Ah, you don't have to go. So you stay with my friends. And I'm going, okay, okay. And literally the time, the second she went outside, her friends would, let be put. they were looking at the menu and were trying to order the beef. If you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> But I'm going to preface this by saying, even though this is a long time later, I never cheated. I didn't touch them. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. But when I think about my life now and the fact that that relationship ended badly because she turned out to be a real weirdo who just was, did all sorts of bad stuff and was really kind of mean. And her friends were nice. But I'm one of those guys that once I've been with you, I can't touch your friends no matter what they look like. A couple of her friends are pretty delicious looking. I didn't touch them, by the way. Good Lord. I should have just, there's a part of it that's like, man, I should have taken up friends in that. She was at the store for a long period of time, too. She went to a store that was far away. She trusted me so much, rightfully so, because I didn't nail her friends. But, man, oh, man, when I think about it back now, I, I could have taken up friends upstairs and given them both that good, deep business so good they thought it was Christmas. And she, and she would have came back. Why are my friends exhausted, tired, sweating, and twitching on the floor? I don't know. I definitely didn't just give them both the good deep business so good you they think it was Christmas. I mean, even though they're literally having the same physical reaction that you have when I'm finished with you, when I climb off the top of you and you're laying there twitching with your toes curled, drooling, covered in sweat, with your legs shaking, I definitely, they would just do it. They were working out. They were, they were working out. You know, and I was helping them out, helping them out with my pants off and because they were patting myself on the back, patting myself on the agenda. Never mind. Mind your business. Don't shut up. Don't try. <laughs> Moving on. But the point I'm making is when you get older, you get become smarter. Right. Like I said, when you see a self-help book or you read self-help books and you hear that, you know, that's a bunch of crap. But there's some truth involved. You see it in the weight loss industry, right? Hey, I have this new weight loss product and we use it and it's fantastic and great and incredible. And if you use this weight loss product, it's going to be incredible for you too. You're going to love it. It's going to be incredible and great. And you're going to think it's the greatest thing in the world. And I, you're going to do your first workout. You're going to do, you're going to work out for, for, for a bunch of, you know, it's going to be a, a, you're going to work out the first time you work out. It's going to be incredible. You, you're never going to have to feel any pain. It's going to be really comfortable, man. You know, I worked out for the first time and, 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 and everything I did was, was great. I, and I didn't, didn't even sweat. It was just such a great workout. It was incredible. Yeah, it was the greatest workout in the world. Just incredible, greatest. Right? They don't tell you what it feels like to work out for the first time. They don't tell you what that feels like. They don't tell you that it's going to feel like somebody beat you with a bag of nickels the first time you work out. They don't tell you that, do they? No. They don't tell you you're going to feel like crap, do they? No, they don't. And then you go to the gym expecting it's going to feel great and you're going to look like the person does in that stupid commercial or those stupid commercials. And it turns out you're not going to look like those people in those commercials. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to suck for three weeks. After that, you'll be okay. But if something sucks for three straight weeks, first of all, you probably won't get to three weeks. You're like, man, this sucks. I ain't doing this anymore. They don't tell you. But if they hit, if they did tell you, and they just came out and said, listen, you haven't worked out in a long time or you've never worked out like this. 
you are basically intentionally giving your body work that it can't do, right? That's why you're doing all the lifting. You're doing more than your body can really do, just a little more than your body can handle. Then your body re- restructures itself to handle that load. And then the next time you come back and you do a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more, and you keep doing that until your body's where you want it to be. And then you kind of hover around the workout that keeps you right there. It's called a maintenance workout, but you won't be doing that for a while, depending on how much weight you want to lose and what kind of shape you want to get in. If you're already kind of in shape six weeks from now, that's basically what you're going to need to do, blah, 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 blah. If you got to lose a whole lot of weight, guess what? This year, year, or if you got to lose a whole lot of weight, two or three years of work to get to the point where you can do maintenance. Do you have that type of commitment? But they can't say that in a commercial because they won't be able to sell you their stupid shakes, the bastards. But as you get older, you become smarter and you understand things more. Like I go to the gym now five or six days a week. And I knew when I started going back to the gym because there was a point in time I was in fantastic shape. I knew I was going to feel like somebody set me on fire and beat me with a bag of quarters, which guess what? The first week I went to the gym, I felt like somebody had beat me with a bag of quarters, (laughs) right? But I had been through it before. I had been, I'm older and smarter and knew what was coming. I knew going on that cardio machine was going to feel like crap. I knew it. And I also knew how long it was going to take me to get to the point where I could go to the gym and handle it, which is where I am now. How did I do that? By being older and smarter. So just understand, my friend, as you become older and smarter, or if you listen to an older or smarter person, like you're doing right now, I don't necessarily know if I'm smarter than you, but I know I'm older than about a third of you. But just realize if you want to do something that's important to you, odds are it's pretty big and pretty impressive. And if it's important and impressive and big, it's going to require a whole lot of effort, my friends. And if it requires a whole lot of effort, it's not going to be fun in the beginning. I want to start a business. You really think you're going to just open up a Fortune 500 business in six weeks, or do you think it's going to take you 10, 15 years, maybe? Exactly. You think you're going to get in shape when you got to lose 70 pounds or 100 pounds? You think it's going to happen in three weeks? Nope. It might take you a year or two years. Who knows? But it's not going to happen in a month, right? Anything that you want to do that's big, that's impressive. I want to be a millionaire unless you win the lottery or some, or you invent some app and it, it's not going to happen quickly. Just understand the big things are not going to happen quickly. And as an older, wiser person, which you are now because you've been listening to me for roughly 14, 15 minutes now, you're 15 minutes older and you have, if you've been listening the whole time and you have, you are right now a lot wiser. Just realize that's what it's all about. As you become older and smarter, you realize that the big things aren't necessarily easy, but the big things are worth it. Under normal circumstances, would I get up extra early in the morning and go lift weights and then do 45 minutes to an hour of cardio after lifting weights and do that on most days of the week, actually five or six days a week? Would I do that? Hell no, I'd rather be asleep. But I want to be back in the shape I was when I was standing in the mirror, looking at myself, looking like a chocolate Bruce Lee. I want to be back in that shape. 
I want to be back in the shape. When I talked about it on the podcast where I was in such good shape, which was one of the most wonderful days of my life as a guy who was, who grew up as the chubby kid that the people did the, you know, the girls didn't like. The girls liked me once they were around me for like, if the girls were around me for any length of time and they got to know me, then all of a sudden they, they liked me. But, you know, but you're the fat guy, there's nobody like that. You're invisible. Now imagine going from invisible to walking down the street. And I remember this like it was yesterday. There was a group, it was a car full of really, really extremely attractive women in Los Angeles. I'm walking down the street after the gym and he literally pulled up behind me and they were yelling out the car, all the stuff they wanted to do to my body and to my genitals and how they were going to quote, tear me up and lick something and do other stuff to stuff. I would lick the sweat. It was like that love that when that girl said in love and basketball, she wanted to lick the sweat off the guy. I actually heard women in a car yelling that they wanted to lick the sweat off me and suck this and slurp that and grab this and put my this and her that. And they would wear tear me up. They'd like to do it. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, that is weird. Now, you know, on the like women, women wouldn't want like four dudes pulling up going, man, girl, the stuff I would do to your body. I'd put this in that and lick that and slurp that and this, that. Right. So, the, so it's a little different. I get it because guys don't have to worry about that outside of prison for the most part, but being, you know, assaulted like that. And in this particular case, I, of course, thanked them and then got in the car and banged them. But that's, that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that part out because that kind of, that's, that sounds kind of bad. Four hot women pull up beside you and talk about how they want to get it on with you. And then you walk over to the car then get in in the car with them, go to the drugstore, buy a bunch of condoms, and give them all that good deep business so good they think it's Christmas. Yeah, what a weekend that was. I gave them the business, Jack. I, mean, I put it on them. <laughs> I wore all their ass out. <laughs> I was in that kind of shape. I, 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 it, I laid them down. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Mind your business. Don't judge me. Let me cut that part out again. That's, that's, that's bad because I know it's like, you know, I got like young 20 some guys in the audience and the last thing they want to hear about is me with four women tearing them all up and them tearing me up and me putting them down and giving them that good deep business so good they think it's Christmas. That's, they, they don't need to hear that because <laughs> it wasn't the only time. Now listen, now, hey, you know, okay, I don't have any editors. I have to make a mental note here. Me, make me write down, let uh, me mark down what part of the podcast I said this is so I can make the time to check the time stamps so I can cut this part out. Cause the last thing I want to do is have this in the podcast because it's not, this podcast was about how you, how you get older and you become smarter, you know, and, and, and getting in a car with really four hot women and then going back to their house and wearing them all out, which giving them that good deep business and just giving it to them good and wearing them out several times over the course of the next few months. Until they left town. Uh, <clears throat> once again, let me mark this. This is not supposed to be in the podcast. This is gross. Okay. Well, even though I wore condoms and I made sure I was safe with safe sex. And then eventually we went, went to the doctor's office and I checked them all out. And we, we all had blood tests and I realized that we were all clean. So it was okay for me to slurp on all of them. But that's the, 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 well, it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll just cut all this part out. <laughs> They'll never hear this. Pause for editing. Okay, and we'll be okay. Let me pause for editing because I'm going to take this part out. See, 19 minutes. Okay, I'll stop here. Pause for editing. Anyway, guys, like I said, uh, <laughs> definitely was nothing cut out of the podcast. Even though there might have been a rough edit there, that, that was that was basic because there was a little peek and somebody called on the phone. Definitely was nothing inappropriate that was in the podcast right there that I cut out. 
<laughs> Speaking of podcasts, this podcast is over. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, do me a favor, my friends. If you're listening to this, if, you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, do me a favor. Follow this podcast on Spotify. If you're on any other kind of podcatcher, please remember to subscribe to this podcast. If you're on social media, uh, retweet. I can't say retweet, re-X, or whatever the hell that crap is. Re-whatever, re-thread. I don't know what they're calling that crap now, but if you're on social media and there's some kind of way to take a link back to this podcast, do that where you show it to other people so they'll come back and download or stream the podcast. I don't know what the crap is called anymore, but whatever it is, do that. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Five stars, damn you. And uh, I mean, five stars, please. I shouldn't say damn you. Let me cut that out and do a little timestamp here. Pause for editing. Okay, back to... Uh, uh, make sure that you rate and review the podcast. I definitely didn't say anything that was just edited out. <laughs> Don't judge me. And make sure you tell friends and relatives who you think would love this crap to come back and listen to this crap. My friends, thank you for coming back. I love talking to you, my friends. And I will see you again next time. There was definitely nothing edited out of this podcast. <laughs> At least I hope that, I hope I remember to edit it out. Because if you hear inappropriate stuff in this podcast, I probably got sidetracked and did something else and forgot to edit it out. And it'll be too late because a whole bunch of people have heard it. I probably even shouldn't have said that part. Hold on, pause for editing. Okay. And thank you guys. <laughs> See you next time. Take care.